Hi, I'm Kaylee Bright with Bright and Ambitious, and I am here with Katherine Downen. She is a mechanical engineer and young adult author of the first, sorry, of the number one best-selling marketing trilogy, A Second Chance Romance in Don't Read the Last Page, and her fourth upcoming novel, Ending in Cadence. So it is so good to see you. It's good to be back. Yes, I, I'm very glad that you agreed to come back because. I have many questions. (laughs) I hope I have some answers. (laughs) Fair, fair. Um, Well, I think like the the big one that I'm I'm like, just like really thinking about is that a few months ago, you released Don't Read the Last Page. And now you're releasing another another novel in about one month. Um, So like, you have to walk me through how you write and publish so quickly. Absolutely. So Um, When I started the publishing journey, I released my first book, um, The Markings, in April of 2020. I didn't release another book in 2020. I spent that time writing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so at the beginning of my author career, I was releasing slower, which allowed me to build up a lot of these books. And so that's why this year feels like it's kind of a rapid release year for me, because I've spent so much time writing in the last two years. So I don't, I don't write necessarily very fast. Um, it's just kind of piled up and I started with slow release schedule and kind of now I can move faster. Okay. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I'm releasing rapidly this year uh, because the book that's coming out next month, Ending in Cadence, I wrote um, starting June, 2020. So I've been working oh, on that wow. book for two years now, uh, kind okay. of off and on. So that's why uh, I have so many coming out this year. In total in 2022, I'll be publishing four books. Um, what (laughs) so the the second book is also going to come out in this year yes yes so it is a duology and that's why I waited so that it could be a rapid release so Indian Cadence book one is coming out in April and Mm -hmm. then the sequel will be out in July wow okay I was expecting you to say something like October but like that's when my new series will start (laughs) I have another one coming out in October and that's the kickoff to my new series okay okay yeah no I I can respect that especially since a lot of people um will either be impatient and they're just like I really want to read the next book or they won't even buy the first book until the rest of the books are out Um, yep so And and I definitely saw that with my last series um the markings I saw you know sales throughout the releases but when I released that last book it just took off um and there's just something about a completed series that readers love to binge uh, and so I knew I wanted to do that for ending in cadence because it was going to be a duology. It's just two books. So I figured I could hold off and then kind of use that format for a rapid release. Yeah, I love that. OK, because that was one of my questions is like, did you write books concurrently? Because for me, it's it's difficult to even find time to write in between everything else. So I like kudos to you for having that balance. It helped that I took a slower um, approach when I started publishing to build right. up these books. Um, and right. now I'm pretty much writing every day, like every day to keep <laughs> up with should. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, for, for a while I can, I, like I said, I'm releasing four books this year. That's not going to be how many I release next year. Okay. It's obviously, it's obviously not sustainable, but when I can do it, I, I love that I can give that to readers. Yeah. Um, have a lot of content. Uh, so and being a self-published author it gives me control of that publishing schedule so mm-hmm. why not play around with it and and try things like this yeah no I I can definitely understand that 
that actually kind of leads into my next question. Um, for your releases, like, do you have a team of people that you typically like go to for things like cover design or editing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now in the process, I kind of have it figured out. I know who I'm going to go to, which, which is also what helps me release these books so quickly is that I already have these connections established. I'm already in their, their schedule to get me in for covers and editing, um, which really helps. Mm -hmm. uh, but my last book, Don't Read the Last Page, was a romance novel, and that yes. was completely different from the fantasy books I had done before. So I actually work with a completely new cover designer, mm -hmm. new beta readers. I kind of started fresh with that book just because it's in a different genre. Right. Um, so now I feel like I've established uh, a group of people in both genres, which will make going forward a lot easier. I yeah. kind of jump, jump between the two groups. Um, and that has really helped me like my cover designer <laughs> I messaged her and I was like I'm I'm releasing four books <laughs> in 2022 and I need you to do three of the covers um, and so she's had me on her schedule for the last year just like ready to go when I need her um, mm -hmm. and so it helps that I already already know that I like her I like her style and we work really well together okay yeah I like that a lot do you the only I don't follow a lot of book cover artists just because I technically go through a publisher mm -hmm. um, but do you know like it's they like cover dungeon rabbit you know what i'm talking about that's yes, like an obscure I, one. I follow them on instagram yeah like their covers are so cool so i was yeah. just i'm it's kind of like leaning into that like how do you figure out who you want to like work with yeah so what i did first was um like when i started way back with the markings is i just followed a bunch of these accounts on instagram of cover art that i liked or um, I found books that I, I read that I enjoyed and I found those cover artists. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's how I started finding people. I did the same thing for the romance books, just on the uh, different side of Instagram. Yeah. Um, found the ones that I liked and then just messaged them about, you know, here's my idea. What do you think of it? What are your rates? How fast can you turn around right. a cover? And after all of that is considered, I just picked the one that worked best for me. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. In lieu with what you said about um, releasing four books every single year is not sustainable unless you're James Patterson. Um, how do you avoid burnout or is it something that hasn't caught up to you yet? It's caught up to me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I just think everyone else will struggle with burnout. I already have. Right. Um, it hit me in November. I just finished NaNoWriMo. I was working on the sequel Ooh. for Ending in Cadence, actually. Okay. Uh, and I got through it. I hit my 50,000 words. and I did not touch my computer until the end of January again. I, I, don't I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. Uh, in that time, I, I wrote a short story for Don't Read the Last Page. It's like a short story mm -hmm. prequel that was free for my newsletter subscribers. And that was all the writing I, I could get myself to do. So uh, it caught up to me. Um, and I think it's obviously because I'm jumping between so many stories, so many characters, and then it's right. fantasy. So each one has its own world and magic system. It was a lot. Um, but for me, I just had to take the time. I take yeah. the time off and then I can come back <laughs> and kind of regroup. And so um, beginning in February, I really jumped back on the writing train for the sequel. Same. Slowly but surely, I'm getting back into my routine, getting back into the schedule of writing. Um, I had, I had looked it up last year, I think I had written over 400,000 words in the entire oh, year. Wow. So I didn't I, consider doing that. So I needed a break, <laughs> um, whether I thought I needed one or not, <laughs> it hit. Um, so definitely, definitely suffer from burnout. But once you take the time off, 
you can work yourself back into it if you don't take the time off it's never gonna go like you know what I mean it kind of never goes yeah yeah no I I had to kind of do that myself because I'm I'm someone who's just like go 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 and then something kind of hit in um, December like around that time after I had released unfortunate that I was just like like just had like a breath of just like let's take a moment and so for the entire month of January and then for half of February I I just did I didn't do anything in terms of writing so I can relate to that um I'm also kind of getting back into the groove of things because I'm currently writing book two um but it, it it can get hard just like I don't know kind of getting back into that mindset especially first draft mindset I don't know how many drafts you go through but for me I usually go around like about I have like the first draft and then the second edits and usually third Mm -hmm. and it's it's so hard to know what I want to do in those second and third edits but really can't because I'm just trying to make sure the bones are good yes Yep. I I relate to that. I think it, I don't think it's a coincidence. We both needed a break at the holidays (laughs) for some reason. It's funny because like I I work a full-time job as an engineer and we get a break at the holidays, but as a writer, it is a job, but I'm not treating it as a job. I'm not giving myself that break that I need. Yes. Work. So I'm not surprised that's when it hit me. Um, But now that, you know, we're getting back into the swing of things and with the weather changing, I personally write better in the summer like I like to have the windows open and to write and be outside. Like I, I like that atmosphere for writing. So I like that that's inspiring me as we get closer to the warmer months. Okay. Yeah. That for me, it's, it's definitely the rain. The rain helps me a lot. Um, it helps too, that that's like a big motif in my story. So it just kind of gets me in the zone. Um, but that's yeah. really cool. That's really cool that summer helps you out. Yeah, well, most of my books are set in summer because that's what I like, except for Don't Read mm-hmm. the Last Page, obviously right. it's a winter romance. So I use that to my advantage when I cut and needed inspiration when it was cold. Yeah. Um, but all of my other books, like the Markings trilogy takes place on Hawaii, Ending in mm-hmm. Cadence takes place uh, at the end of May. They just graduated high school. Um, okay. So it kind of falls around the time period of where I'm at right now. So it, it helps me find inspiration. Yeah, I like that. Cool beans. Well, in, um, thank you for those answers. That was a really cool insight into your writing process because I, I remember when you were like, re- you released the fact that you were going to release Ending in Cadence. And I was like, what? I turned to my friend, Joel, and I was just like, Joel, she is writing another one. And I was <laughs> like, she is unstoppable. I, I know it's unique to every author. Everyone you talk to is going to have a different process. Um, even personally mine will change next year year after that that's kind of the best part about being self-published is I can try different things and find what what works for me at the time and adjust it when it doesn't work um personally I'm loving the rapid release I think it's really (laughs) fun to to jump off of one book and go into the next and I think it helps that don't read the last page was standalone and it was um, themed to winter so because Mm -hmm. of that it's not necessarily a book I'm trying to sell in the middle of summer so I might as well there. jump into something else. So yeah, and what's cool too is that because it has that winter aesthetic, every time it gets toward like it gets closer to winter time, you're like, the last page exists. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it back out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it again next you should. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Okay, yeah. So 
Um, what is really, really interesting about you as an author, too, is the fact that you are self-published. And so I was curious, like, how have you seen success since the markings? And how do you reach your intended audience as a self-publisher? For me, the big one is TikTok. It yes. has completely changed. <laughs> it's completely I need changed. to follow you on TikTok. Let me do that. Please do. It completely changed um, my life as a self-published author. It is a great marketing tool for self-published authors, and it helps us not only reach readers, but communicate with them and meet them and like hear what they like and dislike. Um, I personally have loved being on that set of TikTok. We call it book talk. Yes. It's been a blast. Um, and they're really the reason that my transition from the markings trilogy into that don't read the last page was so successful. Yeah. I found a because I was nervous because I that was a new genre. I didn't think my readers would follow me, so I needed to find new readers. And TikTok was a great tool for me. Um, it helped me launch that book. It became a number one new release on Amazon, which was the first time I've ever had a book do that. Yeah, uh, and that is all thanks to TikTok. And I will continue to use that platform moving forward um, as a self-published author. To anyone who is a self-published author or is considering it. Uh, that's a really great tool for you. But I've also seen a lot of traditionally published authors on TikTok because they market their books as well. They do. Um, no, no matter which publishing route you take, even if it's just a small publishing house, uh, all levels you'll need to market your book. And I think TikTok's a great source. Yeah, I can definitely advocate for that. I personally struggle a little with TikTok. I just make videos that I want to and which is like, I think what you should do. I just think that like, I personally have not really like broken through book talk as much as I would like. Um, I just followed you by the way. I, I'm a huge fan of TikTok. So I am really glad that you mentioned that because you're right. It's, it's a great way to find new books, find authors. And um, I, I, I don't know about you, but I follow Chloe Gong. Yes. on on TikTok and I, I love what she does so her content's amazing yes yeah so sometimes I steal from it you know but and you should because um, that's that's what TikTok's all about is finding trends yeah. and recreating them um I will say not every TikTok you post is going to do well uh the algorithm no. is no, ridiculous no, no. uh go into TikTok knowing that you're just going to keep posting things and hope something sticks to the wall um, that but I, yes that's, that's it <laughs> what TikTok is but I will say that even if I have a, a video and I can see it because I'm a self-published author mm -hmm. I can see my sales coming in in real time which is a great yes. benefit of self-publishing um I post a TikTok whether it gets like the one that went viral for don't read the last page had almost 150,000 views I can see those sales coming in in, in the mm -hmm. masses but then I'll have a video get 200 views but I can still see that ebooks are being downloaded and bought um, yeah so no matter how many views you get, you're going to reach a reader. Uh, and it doesn't take 150,000 views to make a sale. You can no. have 500 views and still turn a pro, like, you know, still turn profit. Um, so don't get deterred by the numbers because TikTok's algorithm is weird. <laughs> Just keep I, putting content out. Yes. Th like, thank you for saying that. Like you essentially said my thoughts out loud. Like I feel heard. And so <laughs> I'm so glad you said that, especially for people out there. Um, because I've gotten a couple of, um, of college students who's asked me about should I do self-publishing or traditional and as someone who is kind of like in the middle I'm just like if if you're in it to win it like regardless you're gonna have to market and TikTok 
is definitely the platform to reach those kind of readers. Um, Instagram is also something that's huge. Um, I, I definitely tend to post more on there just because it's a lot easier. Um, but but yeah, I, I'm so glad you say that because yeah, it feels like I'm doing something right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I love Instagram too. That was where I started. Like that's yeah. where I built my platform first and then I reluctantly joined TikTok because I felt like I had to, to, to reach the readers I needed to, which was obviously the right choice. Um, but personally, I like Instagram. It is also changing yes. a lot right now. Uh, it's starting to look more and more like TikTok. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm, I'm struggling to find the right balance on Instagram right now, trying to figure out what works. I'm seeing a lot of different people post standalone pictures or videos of standstill stuff to try to figure out how the algorithm is working on Instagram. So yeah, that's changing right now. Um, but it's still my preferred platform when it comes to making announcements. Because I yes. know that I have readers will see it like people that follow me are more likely to see consistently whereas TikTok is kind of showing it to anybody it thinks will like it not necessarily people that are following me um, that is a very good point to make yeah because that's one reason why I like Instagram a lot is because I know that like my my consistent readers will see that and then TikTok is kind of a way to like find more intended audience right to so, find new audiences and yeah I've, I've reached this point now because I have um, the cover reveal for Ending in Cadence is happening tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and that is something that I want both. I want to reach new readers, show them this new cover. I also want to make sure my old readers, my consistent readers see this and, and know that I have a new book coming. So I'll be utilizing both platforms a lot in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see that. Um, I also want to note real quick too, what I've noticed is that um, Yes, the numbers definitely don't matter because like even like one sale, that's more than what you had beforehand. Um, I will note what I have noticed is that if I don't do well on a video on TikTok, if I post it on Instagram Reels, it will do better. And so do it on both platforms. <laughs> like just, yep. yeah, um, copy and pasting is not not a shameful thing. Don't like, don't, don't reinvent the wheel that's all I'm no, saying post it again on, on Instagram reels <laughs> yes for real kind of getting into more of like ending in cadence and your new release how do you feel jumping back into the YA fantasy realm because I know you mentioned a little bit of like how excited you are but and it's maybe a little bit of struggle because like you were you know deep into the romance but um just kind of like give me a little bit more information about that yeah jumping genres I was excited about um, doing something new. I mm -hmm. love fantasy. It's what I read. It's that was what got me into reading. It's what I love Same. to write. Uh, and I write fantasy better than romance. I, I know that I do um, because that's that's my passion. So, mm -hmm. and that comes through in your writing. So I was so excited to get back into the fantasy realm. Uh, and it's been a lot more, I've had a lot more fun drafting the fantasy books. Uh, but I will say it's been an adjustment. I found that I'm, I'm drafting and I'm going and I'll get somewhere and I'm like, oh, I should have mentioned this part of the mm -hmm. world building. I forgot to, you know, explain why the ruler is this way or why the magic system works this way. Because in romance, you don't have those elements that you're thinking about. No. Um, so it's been a, a little bit of a hiccup in my drafting process. It just made me take a little bit longer to get back into that mindset of, of world building and how magic works. Yeah. Um, but I've had a, a lot of fun getting to to work in this genre again. It, it's going to be what the majority of my books will be um, because it's what I love. 
Uh, yeah. And the characters, I have so much fun with these characters because uh, yes, you can put them through more <laughs> in a fantasy book than what they go through in romance. And I enjoy that character development. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and especially in the fantasy setting, like a lot of readers love that character development, especially in a duology, like you want to see that arc. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very, very excited because I got to read the back cover um I spoiled myself a little bit because I went on Amazon to look at some of your things and I noticed the cover was there. found it I might have yep. found it I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone but it looks really really interesting I'm very intrigued to figure out what some of these symbols mean um I'm glad but, you liked it yes. uh, that's some people are deterred by that aspect of self-publishing is we don't get to control and like we I can submit it to Amazon but it's I have to give some time for Amazon to get it up right and they say they'll take 72 hours and sometimes it takes them literally two hours and the yeah, cover's already live that's what happened to me <laughs> like I was like yeah, yeah I'm gonna publish on the 27th I submitted on the 24th it published it on the 24th and I just pretended it didn't exist for the next yeah. two days I'm right there with you. I embrace it. And it's an Easter egg for the readers who want to go searching. They can go find it if they want to. Yes. Um, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a goodie for them for, you know, for putting in the effort to go and read and look at my books or have interest yeah. in it. That's kind of a benefit to them. They get to see the cover early. So I'm embracing it. Um, and that's how it's been perfect. for all, all five books that I've put out. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So um you have to tell us a little bit about ending in cadence because again I, I read the I read the back on your Instagram post and there's there's a lot to unpack but it all just hits I'm glad you liked it I struggle with writing book summaries it's so hard to take a, a hundred thousand word novel and summarize yes. it in literally a couple sentences so I'm glad that it, it sparked some interest um, so Ending in Cadence is the first book in my brand new YA fantasy series. It's going to be a duology like I've mentioned before. Mm -hmm. um, and this book is a YA portal fantasy, which is something new for me. I've never uh, used portals in my books before, so that was a lot of fun. Basically, it follows a character named Ash Bain. He mm -hmm. is um, a senior in high school, is about to graduate, and he lives in California and in our world. Um, okay. Him and his sister are cleaning out his grandmother's house and they find an old painting of hers and his sister falls through the painting. And that is our portal for the book. So determined to save her, Ash and his best friend travel through the painting to go look for Jenny and save her. Um, but when they get there, they realize that they have angered the Lord of this world who is going to execute them for trespassing. And so they have to outrun the Lord and find a way home. And that's when they meet Emma. So this book is um, unique to me because I wrote it in dual perspective, which I've never done before. Um, and so half the book is Ash. It jumps between Ash and the other half is Emma. And so Emma Delaney is a spunky scrapyard worker of this fantasy world that we've entered. And she holds the key to their return. Um, she shows them this, what they think is a card game for kids in this fantasy world is actually instructions to a portal. And so Ash figures this out and they have to complete all these challenges in the card games which is just like life-threatening puzzles and they have to fight magical beasts um, and basically win this game to find the portal home. Uh, and so I had a lot of fun playing up this aspect of magic and games, um, writing in two perspectives. And for me personally, when I pitch this book, I call it a mashup of Jumanji meets Narnia. We have that aspect of this game that basically comes to life around you, uh, but also this aspect of portals and other worlds. Yeah, that is like, that is so cool. 
like how how else can I describe that like there's there's a bit of mystery because especially at the beginning we're like never into the art studio why what's with these portals like there's that question there's elements of obviously fantasy with like the the game coming to life it kind of reminds me of The Velt by Ray Bradbury which is a very obscure short story reference but just the sense of like um I don't know if you've ever read it but there's a nursery and the lions and tigers and stuff start coming to life they're like they literally jump off from the walls and so like there's that element there's the scrap word worker like I told you in the comments like Emma Delaney like th these names hit by the way like there's Ash Bain and Emma Delaney like I like how, how did you come up with tongue, that they right? do and they sound like fan like they sound like like solid young adult fantasy names so yeah. I I'm very very excited to to see more of this novel thank being you ending in cadence is um one of my I don't know I hold the book really close to me because of how long yeah. I've been working on it having it for two years so I am thrilled that it's going to be released um for readers I have had these characters inside my head for so long and no one's gotten <laughs> to meet them oh that's um, the worst now so I'm very excited for its release Emma is probably my favorite character to date that I've written um she's a blast it's she's the reason the book is dual perspective because originally mm. I was just going to tell Asher's story he's the main character right um, he's where the story starts we start with his perspective cleaning out his grandma's art studio with his sister and he's the reason they go through the painting because he has to go save her mm -hmm. so obviously when I was drafting it I was like that's it he's my main character Done. um I didn't get very far with before they met Emma and I was like she is exciting <laughs> I want to yeah. write from her perspective um, and I thought it was interesting that I could jump between two heads of two different worlds. So Ash is yes. from our world and Emma's from this fantasy world, which is called Pintura, um, which is Spanish for painting, which I thought was really clever. I, I love that. Um, I love all the little Easter eggs I got to put in this book. But when I met Emma and I wrote her character, I was like, no, I have to have her voice in this book. And mm -hmm. so I'll jump between the two. And when I gave it to beta readers, they all told me, Emma's my favorite I love Emma <laughs> and I was yes. like she was a secondary character up until I had to write her perspective and she, she, her perspective's amazing I love her voice um in the book it brings a lot that it, it didn't have when I was originally outlining it yeah um, but it got to the point where I was like I, I can't tell it all from Emma's perspective because she's not the one who goes to the portal <laughs> no so her and Ash share the screen um and it was really fun playing in dual perspective I really enjoyed it uh it makes me want to write all of my books that way but I'm trying to keep it you know specific yeah. to when it has to happen um so a lot of times I'll write bonus chapters from other characters perspectives mm -hmm. for my other books and so that kind of gives um those readers into their heads without having to write the whole book and yeah the, the dual perspective is is also extremely fascinating I was going to mention the fact that you are a, you're going to be able to talk about like our world and the fantasy world through these two people um, I don't know if you mentioned it already so I'm sorry if you did but is it like chapter by chapter switch like allegiant or is it um kind of at the same time it's chapter by chapter switch so chapter okay. one is ash and then we switch to emma in chapter two um it's not necessarily back and forth sometimes we'll do three from ash and then two yeah. from emma basically i just picked um which character was going through it in that chapter <laughs> that, that's who we got to hear from um, 
but they're not told um it's not like the same event happening in both perspectives we'll jump between each head as we go I love that I yes there's just a bunch of different like combinations kind of combining together which is perfect for like the theme of your um new book about the two worlds coming together I love that yeah honestly the the dual perspective worked really well for a portal fantasy um it just really I didn't even think about that yes it it works on so many levels yeah it did and I I think a lot of my inspiration came from the book A Curse So Dark and Lonely um Mm. I was reading it and that is dual perspective and that is a portal fantasy um and so I was reading it I was like oh well this works really well I should use something similar when I do my portal fantasy Uh, and so that that was probably a big inspiration behind choosing to structure it the way I did. Yeah, no, that's fair. I know for um, me in book three of the Unseries, I plan on doing something similar with um, the dual perspective just because of the way things end in book two, there's going to need to be dual perspective. I can't get into that obviously, but uh, I'd like to like to hint out. So that's that's really cool. I might have to talk to you a little bit about um how you how you did that in your story um and a lot more on a more technical level definitely I have had a lot of fun with the dual perspective it started in the markings the last book in the series the last chapter is dual perspective Ooh, um, we okay. we split between um Adeline and the love interest Alexander um for the very last chapter uh just because I was writing it and there are things happening that I was like, I want to hear his perspective. He needs yeah. to have a voice here. Um, and so I gave him his voice. And once I, cause I was just going to write it and see what it re- how it read. Mm-hmm. Um, but once he had his voice, I was like, no, that has to stay. And so that was really unique to that book, but that gave me a taste of what it's like to write in dual perspective. And so I took off from there. Cool beans. Well, um, Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Um, Before we end this episode, I would like you to tell the audience how um, they can find you and when Ending in Cadence is expected to release. Sure. So we kind of already talked about TikTok and Instagram. I'm on both of those platforms. It's at author Catherine Downen. I'm also on Twitter and Facebook. Um, So basically anywhere you are on social media, you can find me. I also have a newsletter Um, that I send out once a month. Uh, It's going to be a little more frequent in the releases of these coming books. So if you want to hear more about Ending in Cadence um, or the sequel, you can uh, subscribe to my newsletter and hear about that. Um, Because Ending in Cadence, like I said, is coming out in April. It is April 26th. So that is our release date for Ending in Cadence. Pre-orders are going live tomorrow with the cover reveal, um, which is all very exciting. And then the sequel is coming out July 26th. So they're both the 26th, very easy to remember. Um, and if you're interested in it, you can check them out. Cool beans. I, I will definitely be checking that out. Thank personally. you. You're welcome. Um, thank you again for chatting with me. It's 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 so good to talk with you. Um, and this has been Bright and Ambitious with Kaylee Bright. I hope you have a great day and stay ambitious yourself.